And we are, uh, and we are good morning. And we are good. You know what? I think that I've been searching for so long for the proper way to sign on, you know, that is, that is indicative of me. And I think that's it. And we are good morning. Uh, and we are good morning. And you are listening to This American Podcast Comedy Edition on ComedySchoolsRadio.com. I am Tony Visick coming to you from high above Old Town Scottsdale in the Scottsdale Financial Center, the fifth floor. Uh, we got a fantastic show for you today, a whiz-bang of a show, a wing-dang doodle of a show, and you know that already. What are you looking at me like that for? I've already got people in the studio looking at me like I'm nuts. I like that. A wing-dang doodle. with those. You know what, wing-dang doodle? That's uh, That was an old Willie Dixon song done by Holland Wolf. A wing-dang doodle all day. I don't know that one. Yeah, well, you got to know, know, you gotta know your Holland Wolf. If Carrie Underwood doesn't sing it, I don't know it. <laughs> <laughs> well... I see, I see where our paths have become somewhat divergent. <laughs> oh, I'm turning him into a country boy for sure. Yeah, uh, we're listening oh, yeah. to country. You know, music this, all is, the way this over is this is this is an unknown, unknown fact. One of the reasons that she is such a great artist, yeah. Carrie Underwood, is that so much of the um, the difficulty she had in her younger life. You didn't know this, right? No, I didn't. Because originally this. her name is Carrie Underwear, and oh, uh, and, okay. and they, okay. they would make fun. They throw water balloons. <laughs> You know, and dan- and they would dance around her like she was the you know like ring around her rosy and carry right. underwear again, and uh, it led to a lot of drinking, which is why she was a little heavy when she first started out. Oh no, that was Kelly um, yeah. Climax. What's that one girl? <laughs> Kelly Clarkson. Kelly Clarkson. Yeah, I get her and the underwear girl mixed up. Yeah, well they're well they're both from the from the same show. They're both from uh, American Idol. American right. Idol. They were American Idol. Yeah, um, is American finals. Idol the one that um, didn't Donald Trump fat shame a girl from American Idol? Uh, I don't know. He, he's no, done that quite a bit. That was uh, that was from Mr. Universe. Yeah, he's fat shamed everybody. He's I feel like, I feel like he's fat shamed Kate Moss probably. Yeah. By the way, Kate, <laughs> you're pushing one eleven there. <laughs> he would make fun of her for her snaggle tooth. Yeah, probably. You ever notice that Kate Moss has a snaggle tooth? Yes, it's yeah. I, I, it's a beautiful imperfection. Absolutely. And that's why she's like a diamond. But she's also European, and they Americans we know this are more obsessed with straight, perfect teeth. They are. Right? They are. You know what else uh, Americans are obsessed with? No one who's on the air. So uh, <laughs> let me introduce the man I've already enjoyed okay. talking to, Andrew Norelli, ladies and gentlemen. Hello. Let's see. Let's let's applaud House him. House of Comedy. House of Comedy. He's through at, Sunday. Through Sunday. Does that are you start uh, t- tonight too? Yes, through Sunday. How many? Are you going to be here Monday? No, I'll be going home Monday. You'll be here, I'm here early through Sunday. You'll be here like seven a.m. I will, but I will not be doing comedy or anything that anybody will have. Any, what if we could work it out? What if we could work out just like a little uh, little street corner comedy? You know, comics for pay, I'll do it. <laughs> what are you paying? We me? have a little guy behind you with a washboard. There's comedy right in the lobby right <laughs> here. <laughs> if you're going to pay me, you know, some guy playing a washboard, another guy like blowing a kazoo and stuff. Yeah. You go, hey, two guys walked into a bar. Like that. I'd do it. Down no, on do the it. corner. You would. Andrew would. Andrew would do street corner comedy. Take us, take, take us back to the vaudeville days. Yeah. Take me back to Tulsa. Let me off, Johnny. You know, I think that's one of the reasons why you are uh, so well-liked and so popular. And um, um, I'm going to say that you're in demand. I don't know how you feel about your career. But I, I, we've kind of... No, <laughs> I know, was feeling good. You should like, I don't know how you, you feel. Should, I mean, you, I'm okay with it. You probably aren't. Okay. You know, you can't be nice to some people. That's the problem with life. I'm saying that from the outside, yeah, it looks like things are going very well for you. Okay? I know comics who are very doing very well, who never believe they're doing well. Right. They're always complaining. I'm working real hard to pay you a compliment. I don't know if I yeah. should be working this hard to do that. 
at this point any longer. No, you're right. It's the comics are like that. Comics yeah. could have like two shows on HBO, and yeah. they'd be like, I don't know about my third show. I don't. Know. It's in development, but I don't know. Yeah, and uh, and also that you kind of work hard to make sure that everyone around you goes, oh, this is going to be a worthwhile endeavor. You know, where we've had comics, none, none from the House of Comedy, who have you know no. come in. Kind of, you know, half-assed and right. dragging and just, you know, snarky and, and don't want to play along. Right. You know, and then we've had comics just not show up at all. Really? You know, yeah. Yeah, we've had comics not show up at all and just, you know, what happened? Well, it's just, you know, uh, it's asleep, you oh. know? Yeah, oh. so, um, and you uh, you just never play anybody off, you I know? get here early. You get here early. I was early. here seven minutes early. You were, you were, you were, you were <laughs> yeah. here like 20 minutes early. Right. You participated in the show before the show. I, I got a decaf coffee just yeah. to be ready. No. <laughs> but not to be over ready. No. No comic has ever. That's how serious I am. Usually, no comic has ever showed up at time to do the show before the show. Okay. The show before the show is a little something we do on Facebook Live every morning before we do yeah. the show. It's kind of like a preview of what's coming up. It's also a way to garner uh, audience. And uh, you actually came in and participated. Well, I, I love when you have me. I love, I, you know I love it. You know I love how many f- everything you say. <laughs> Sorry, that's every break. Every I love everything you do, everything you say. <laughs> every just, breath I, I take. I just want to be around you. <laughs> every move I, I make. Be close to you. Every breath you take. Put your hand on my leg and tell me to get you coffee. <laughs> I want to be your next intern. <laughs> you know, I just might. I've had no sleep. I've had no sleep. What's can, wrong? Why are you not sleeping? Uh, I'm gonna, I don't I'm gonna know. do that psychologist thing that everybody okay. does to me. Okay. You know, why are you not sleeping? Um, what are you What are you hanging on to? <laughs> What's going on in your life? When I was just a little bitty baby, my mama used to rock me in that cradle in them old cotton fields. No, I don't know. I would just had a uh, I had a day off yesterday. Okay. Like a, oh, like oh, so- oh, sounds like a nightmare. What a, ter- yeah, what a terrible life! <laughs> I had a day off and now I can, now I can't sleep. Damn tell, it! Tell damn me. it! Why can't I be like those kids in India that have to work every day? Well, that might be better. Yeah. Okay. Now, do you take a lot of days off? Yeah, kind of. Okay. Lately, more lately, the older yeah. I get, yeah. I know. See, because when I have a day off, then I and I have all these thoughts rushing in my head about right. all these other. Th- Here's the problem: whenever I have a day off, I start a new project. Right. Because once I kind of clear my mind, and then you get riled up, and I, I go, "Oh, we should do this." Then the next thing I know, for the next two or three months, I got some other project now crowding in on everything else that we do. Okay. So I had a day off yesterday, so I started writing a novel. Okay. Yeah. That, yeah. Because yeah, that's something. You, that's something you do in a day. Yeah. That's that's, well, a, one, that's a one day <laughs> event. Yeah. Well, what are you going to do today? I'm going to write a 398-page <laughs> fiction book. Yeah. yeah. And, it, you know, so I actually started it. Okay. Okay? And it, here's the reason I actually started it, though. Because with another guy, I'm writing a play. Okay. And since that was the thing I had to do, uh-huh. I had to find something else to do because you never do what you have to do. Right. right. So instead of working that. on the play... With this and, and this you guy, you worked on a novel. I worked on a novel. Okay, could you have less ambitious projects <laughs> at least? Can you? Can you start out with like a poem? Write a poem. <laughs> I've written See how poems. You do there. I've written poems. So now, uh, do you take sleeping agents ever? No, because no. I do. Okay, because no. do that's, that's not. I'll take. I'll take whatever I can get. Ludes. I'll take what. It, yeah, if I can. <laughs> I'll because if I'm not going to sleep, I'm going to take something. I've been taking Ambien lately. Okay, I'm waiting for all the weird stuff to kick in. And it's been no fun. Everybody got me way too excited about it. They're like, oh, dude, yeah, I took it and I rode a dragon, you know, and I've like taken it and been awake for None a couple of hours after taking it. So, have and I sleep pretty normal on it. Have yeah, you yeah. ever taken a drug just for the side effects? Have you ever watched like a drug commercial on TV 
and then you know it's supposed to be for like right. prostate. Like, it may cause internal bleeding. Yeah. yeah, one eye might be blind. Yeah, yeah, and sleepiness and hallucinations. But, like, you ever look at it and go, I'd like to have some of that shit. Well, you know what? No, no, but I do look at that and I don't get scared. I know comics like to make fun of the side effects, but they, they they're let's they're just saying that for legal reasons, first of all. And that it happened to one guy. It happened to one guy, and that guy probably was on nine different drugs and didn't tell the study. Aren't you ever afraid of being that one guy? No, no, I'm like not. Like you're getting on in a, you're getting on, I used to work at a uh, shipyard when I was younger. Yeah. And uh, you had to go through a tunnel, and the tunnel always had a sign up saying, this plant has gone, and there was a blank where they put a number, days without a disabling accident. All right, and then you got, you figured that was going to be you. I figured it was going to be me. So I, yeah. I, I quit there and went to work as a, uh, as a roofer. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's so safe. I, I actually did. Right. Yeah. So that's how many people were getting hurt at the shipyard. Right. You, you know? had to be a roofer. The shipyard was a sound of like hammers on metal and ah, it's clang, clang. Oh ah! gosh. Yeah. It wasn't even a real shipyard. Sounds we made like barges, nightmare. tugboats. It gosh. was, it was a union job though. So are you, I mean, are you always afraid? Like if you're at the amusement park, Andrew okay. Norelli, who's going to be at Rick Brunson's house yes. of comedy. Two shows through tonight. Sunday. Through Sunday. Two, two shows. Two, two tonight. Two Saturday. One Sunday. One Sunday. Is there a show on Sunday? Yes, I just said that. Sunday night. So the question. Will you be here next week? No, that's not how it works. It might. I'm here this weekend only. Have you ever? Let me ask you a question before you answer. Were you ever been at a club where they went, "Hey, you're gonna be around next week because the guy canceled. Can you stick around?" Have you experienced no. that? No. Yeah. Has that happened to you? It, it did happen to me in my career, yes. And really? It, yeah, and it happened to me once as a club owner. Of course, I owned a club in Oklahoma City, so. You did? Which one? I owned a Joker's Comedy Club. Oh, my gosh. I almost worked for you in, like, 2000. Yeah, no, I was no longer, uh, right around 2000, I was, uh, okay, you're I like, just sold. Yeah, that's why I quit. I heard yeah, you were yeah, trying yeah. to work there. I don't want really. to deal with you. You're difficult. <laughs> you know what I feel good about? I, decaf. I feel a little... Uh, I feel some justification and vindication that uh, there was an article around the time when the club closed. I uh -huh. was no longer involved where they said that the heyday of the club was when I was the owner. Oh, good. So uh, I was so busy being the owner and, and having a partner who was on heroin that oh. I, well, I couldn't really go, this is the yeah. heyday. We're doing something special for this city. Heroin people are so unreliable, aren't they? Uh, <laughs> They're so bad at doing the, their chores and errands. Here's the yeah. bad thing about heroin people is sometimes after they get out of rehab, right. they're just pissed off. And oh. now they're not on heroin. Okay. So that was a problem we had. I would ask you a question. But don't you get to guilt trip them when they sober up? Isn't nah, that part you, of the fun? No, nah, you, you don't a, do that. Became a lawsuit thing. Okay. Yeah. Oh, oh boy. Yeah. Okay. So that was uh, that was my. Anyway, uh, I remember one time there was some comic we liked. Maybe it was just a feature act, though. Yeah. You know, but we had to hold him over for a couple of weeks. Okay. Because of some issue, we liked him and we knew that you know it'd work out well. Right. I think my partner liked him because he supplied him heroin. Now oh. that I think about it. if you started supplying people heroin, you probably you get, get a lot of work. work. A you lot get a of work. lot, a lot of work. Yeah, a lot of work. Right, right. Yeah. Well, you know, the hard thing is I don't like um, putting stuff in in my in my drawers, so to speak, to get it across <laughs> uh, across country lines. So, so you've been having trouble sleeping. Yeah, and so you've been taking my Ambien my whole life. Yeah. Okay. Uh, mm -hmm. Only when you take the Ambien, nothing fun happens. Nothing happens. Do you fall asleep? I do eventually, but I don't know if it's from the Ambien because it'll be like yeah. two hours later. Yeah, you just might be tired. Right. I yeah. mean, it's, it's sleeping pills are not supposed to take two hours, are they? No. What is the uh, the natural herbal one? Uh, melatonin. Melatonin. Have yeah, you tried but, that? Yeah, but I don't. But that doesn't make me feel better when people say natural. Natural. So what if it's natural? Yeah. So that doesn't mean. Does that mean anything to anybody else? Who cares? Do you like things when they're Poison unnatural? Poison hemlock is natural. <laughs> I mean, you know what I mean. Sulfuric acid is natural, isn't it? 
Yeah, yeah. How does yeah. that? You got me there. Uh, there there's a there's lava. A, there, hot lava. That's natural. That's natural. Fire. Fire, Fire is natural. Fire. I don't eat it or drink it or touch it or take it for sleep. <laughs> oh, you're missing out on um, a complete life. <laughs> I, I love this commercial that goes, try this sleep aid. It's got three natural sleep aids combined. Okay, well then it's already not natural. Yeah. You just took three things and you combine them. Then that's not natural. Yeah. So whenever they say unnatural, I I picture a pill wrapped in leather. Right, you know? right. Yeah. <laughs> it's an unnatural pill. Yeah. It's one pill is sodomizing the other pill inside my pill bottle. And I go, oh, those are unnatural pills. What's, what's, so what, what do you take? What do you do? I take, I take very, yeah, I, um, uh, it's, it's a well-known, it's well-publicized fact. I'm 31 years clean and sober. Right. No, no, a, I, yeah. I remember that. And, I and you told me that. one of the yeah. issues with being 31 years clean and sober is yeah. you kind of lose the thread if you're not careful right. of what it was like. That right. you think your life was always like this, that you yep. know you had this house and made your decisions this way, you know, that you never went running down the street and Hollywood Boulevard in your underwear going, come on, motherfuckers, who wants some? I'll kick your ass. That You, you know, you forget right. that maybe that happened. And, then, and then you got your ass kicked. Many times. When, now, are there any triggers for you? Yeah. Like, it, even me saying that, is no, that a trigger? No, it's not or should a trigger. I not say that? No, there, okay. are, there are triggers for me, but I'm aware of what they are. Right. Like things right. going really well. <laughs> okay. It's a big trigger for me. Okay, so you just me. have to stay depressed. I, I, okay. stay, I stay at a low level. Well, right. it's important to stay unhappy. Right. Okay? Yeah. If you want a happy life, you have to stay unhappy. You have to stay unhappy. Yeah, because the minute you're happy, and if you tell people you're happy... They ask you for stuff. Yes. And then you have to work harder to give them that stuff. Right. And or you have to constantly prove that you are happy. Yeah. So They say that's the problem with positive thinking. Did you know that? No. You, you start to feel guilty if you don't think positively. I yeah, swear to God. Yeah, that makes sense. There's like too much pressure to go, no, no, I'm doing good. Yeah. yeah. Everything's great. And you see people, they are like that. Positive yeah. people, aren't they? Yeah, they are. Positive people are like, oh, everything's, oh, it's so perfect. You can tell they have it plastered on their face. Yeah. And inside they're going, I have to, I have to be happy, right? I have to say good things. Otherwise, bad things will happen. Now, you, because, I mean, so you're having trouble sleeping. So yeah. you've been taking Ambien, but you, you haven't yeah. gone to a doctor and go, give me some heavy duty knockout stuff. You haven't done that. I will. What is you it? Will? Tell me what it is. <laughs> yeah, what, I'll what, take what it. is the uh, there there? What is it? There's a heavy duty uh, sleeping medication. Sonata. Codeine. No, not codeine. Codeine. No, that'd be great. Not Vicodin. Oxycontin. Not Oxycontin. Those will, I guess, put you asleep if you take enough. They'll take away pain. Those sure. things will take away pain. Yeah, of course. But then, without pain, how do you know you're alive? Um, <laughs> I don't know. That doesn't. That's not a very good reason to not have pain. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're starting to see some of my issues here. You're like, but you are like, an, you're a surfer. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Do you feel compelled right now? See how I segued right from that? Surf. Yeah. Because I was thinking about the things that I remember talking with you about. Uh, who's the, uh, there's a very funny guy. Eddie Ift. Eddie Ift. Who's yeah. a friend of yours. You guys yes, surf together. Yes, we together. Have you or Eddie spoken to one another about going to Florida right now and riding the big waves? Um, you know what? In California, you get you get nice big swells. You so do. You don't need to go to Florida for a hurricane. Yeah, you don't yeah. need to put yourself in like tremendous danger to actually have fun surfing. But there's got to be guys doing that, right? Yeah, now, absolutely. Now that the hurricanes yeah. work its way up the coast. Yeah, 
the water's still churning pretty good down in There'll southern be Florida. There'll people doing that. Absolutely. Like riding the big, riding the big, big right, wave. Right. right. But California has surf. has swells that are that are big, and I'm always amazed at how many people find footage of a shark and go, "Have fun with that, dude." Yeah. And it's like they don't bother you. Don't worry. I'm not worried about that. They don't you bother don't you. Sh- they just eat you. No. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah I'm okay with being eaten. I don't want to be bit and bleed for a while. Yeah. But go ahead and yeah. eat me. Yeah. If they're gonna do that, let's do it right. But seriously, that that'd be so stupid. That'd be like me. You know, showing you video of of a tiger and being like, oh, there's a tiger. Here's a tiger. You're outside, aren't you? You like outdoor stuff. You know, I can't you're, get there, that there, out of my... There's, yeah. a, there's a pit bull that bit somebody. You you walk down the street, don't you? No, I can't get that out of my head. What? I'm, the pit bull and the tiger. Well, I'm, I now, I'm afraid when I'm going to leave this room, I'm going to attack my but that, pit bull. But that's how logical it by is. By a tiger bull. say that. I know. I see what you're saying. You see what I'm saying? There's rarely is anyone eaten by a shark. It's it definitely not Southern California. For whatever reason, that's not what they do down there. There's shark sightings. My uh, daughter kayaks every morning. Oh, yeah. Of you course. Know, right down in Malibu. They're there. But they're yeah. there. But I'm saying the same thing applies. Pit yeah. bulls are there. In the water? Pit, probably. <laughs> <laughs> There's some very clever pit bulls. They're very adaptable. <laughs> that would be something if your shark went by you and, you, and didn't touch you and Whoa, we dodged that bullet, and then a pit bull, a pit bull just bit you. Just bites, yeah. takes your head off. And well, I've seen it. Sharknado. There's a lot of things that, that are happening out there. So that it would be like saying that, you know, when you see a pit bull or you heard it bit somebody, you get it. I'm repeating it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> your intern looks bored. We have to entertain He's, him. That's it. That's him. Okay. That's his highest level of excitement. You don't do like, you don't, you don't humiliate, you don't, don't humiliate don't. the intern. But don't. You don't do that, right? No, as a matter of fact, I'm, I'm kind of opposed to that sort of thing. In okay. general, if you're... If you're supposed to be helping people, you know, somebody got to be a little hard on people. Like if, you, if, right. someone, if someone's walking into a wall, you know, and they, if you're on a construction site right. and they're doing something dumb or dangerous, then right. you might have to say something. But as far as helping people in any sort of creative process, there's enough people around that can be negative that towards you. That them, I, yeah. I try to, I got a low level of crabbiness right. that to the hypersensitive can appear to be negative. Okay. Yeah. Right, Rob? Exactly. See? Rob? So, <laughs> but no, there, there's, there, no there's no point. By the time people reach a certain point in life, right. there are certain things you can help them with and certain things you can't help them with. If they're a constant procrastinator, you know, you can't do anything about that. I've noticed that. You're yeah. right. You know, or, or if they... You um, can't teach somebody work ethic. Have you realized that? Yeah. You just have to learn that through... It's like I am... I lo- when I was 17, I got my very first apartment. Okay. Okay. And I thought, I don't have to do the dishes. Yeah. Because my mom always made me do the dishes. Sure. I don't have to do my dishes. I moved out for that very That's reason. A, no wonder you no. became a drug addict. Yeah. What a tough life. <laughs> yeah. You had to wash dishes. Uh, when it oh, was, my God. Now yes. the story's all coming together. It's so hard. It's so very hard. It's hard on me. I had to wear shoes when I went out. Um, but I so I go, I don't have I go to my apartment. I don't, have to, I don't have to wash the dishes. And then one day I came after about three weeks and stuff was growing. I go, this is my apartment. You know, it took yeah. that for me to learn that. Right. You know, and that my apartment stinks and I have nothing to eat off of. Right. You know, so then I go, I have to wash my own dishes. You're like, maybe I should wash a dish and not yeah. eat off a paper towel. Maybe that would be more comfortable. Now, you live in hotels a lot. Yes. Okay. I but do. you have you have an apartment or house. And, I do. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. So let me. And let By me, myself. But, no roommates. That's another thing that cracks me up. People are like, how come you don't have a roommate? Because I have a spare room in my place. And I'm like, because I'm a man. I'm an adult. I want to live by myself. I don't want to tell another man to clean stuff. <laughs> do, you have a, do you have a housekeeper? No. Okay. I don't. All right. I, there's no. been times in my life living on my own where I, I had a housekeeper, then I yeah. didn't have a housekeeper. Uh, here's the question. When you get up in the morning, do you make your bed? 
No. No. Why? Because then when you come home at night, I'm going right. to tell you what, you come home at, at night, your bed's all messed up the way it was in the morning, correct? Yes. And that the doesn't bother you. it should you. be. No. Why okay. would that bother me? It, see, it would bother mess me. mess it up again. It would bother me. It, it, it used to not bother me. I would just not, i get out of bed and not make the bed, and it'd be like sloppy. But then I'd come home at night when I was living right. by myself. Right. Okay? Uh, I'd come home at night, and I just came home to this like messed up room with like this unmade bed, and it was right. kind of depressing. Well, it sounds like OCD. You should take Zoloft, I'm which can cause dizziness, <laughs> I'm drowsiness, <down> <laughs> dry mouth, eye bleeding. <laughs> I'm down with OCD. Rectal uh, discomfort. OCD. Um, How do I explain it? Who's down that, with OCD? That's, that's, that's you OCD. You know me. I mean, why do you need to make your bed? Because it feels good. Then when I come home at night. That's ridiculous. And I walk into a that's nice. That's like saying I vacuum because it feels good. That, do you, let, me, let me ask you a question. Do you okay. have do you have in your bedroom? Do you have uh, pictures and paintings on the wall? No, no. no. You have just like Why? a Spartan, like a cot. I'm I'm a I'm a single man. I was you a put single pictures man. Pictures on the wall, either because you're 16 and you want to look at Ozzy Osbourne and go, that's so cool, <laughs> or because you're married and your wife said we got to put a picture on the wall no. and we got a pottery barn. Of like a you know a, a, a sunset. How old were you when in you got your very? Yucatan. <laughs> How old? The Yucatan is so pretty. <laughs> yeah. Let's go there sometime. Let us go to the Yucatan. Um, how old were you when you first started living on your own? Oh gosh, 38, 39. <laughs> uh, <laughs> were you a young man? No, I was not young. I was a late. You have to understand when I graduated college was the yeah. dot com boom. Okay. So. No one, when I graduated, nobody was living. They were either living with several roommates. This was the Bay Area that so I was So you're talking the dot-com boom or dot-com bust? Dot-com boom. Boom, okay. So uh, two-bedroom apartments were, this was 99 yeah, yeah. were $2,500 yeah. a month. So everyone was moving either back with their parents or they were moving away from the Bay Area. Probably not because they wanted to work. Yeah. Or they were living in absurd situations with like four people in a two-bedroom place. Yeah, it was ridiculous. Yeah. We did that because we were poor. Because you were poor. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, my my very first place was a, a friend of mine, Kelly Wilson, and I, who's owned a fish restaurant in Kentucky for many years now. Okay. Which is probably the most success that ever came out of my high school. But, I love uh, that. <laughs> I love that. Uh, we had a one-bedroom apartment for one ten a month that we got thrown out of after two months because of shenanigans and hijinks. Wow. Uh, and then I moved into a $60 a month river wow. cabin on stilts. This is like in 1972. And, but you know, we had a hard time coming up with the rent. Why were you so out on your own so early? Because because uh, I wanted to be out on my own because I wanted to do out on my own stuff without right. anybody bringing up to me. It was the 70s. The, yeah, it was the 70s, man. Okay. <laughs> there was stuff to do and it was easy to get and it was pre any sort of weird extra bugs. All the bugs had been cured. And, right. uh, and oh, we lived, oh, I, lived, I see what you're getting yeah, at. I lived outside of St. Louis and, uh, there was a massive infusion of drugs. Okay. And we could never figure out, and we lived in a county that was the size of Los Angeles County with 30 cops. Okay. So it was pretty much a free for all. Got it. And, um, Got it. it was like, it was like Woodstock with violence and no music. Okay. So, um, Sounds um, like a blast. Jeez. <laughs> no wonder you wanted to get out there on your own. <laughs> and that's You're why like, I that's wanted to get high and get stabbed. <laughs> why wouldn't I do that? 
That's why I made my own bed. So <laughs> okay, that makes sense. I I want to get back to this bed thing. Yeah, let's get back to it okay. because what's, so you, what's you the have with you, you have an apartment and in your bedroom there's no there's no decorations. No, no. Like Spartan. There's a black curtain so I can sleep in without the sun in my face. Do you ever and do you ever entertain? I don't have a bed frame or a headboard. No, I have a bed. I don't have a frame or a. No, headboard. hold on, Andrew. How old are you? You're. You're not forty. Twenty-four. Yet. <laughs> you're not forty yet, are you? I just looked, I've just done a lot of oxy. Yeah. Um, you're not forty yet. I'm in showbiz, so I can play twenty-eight <laughs> to fifty. <laughs> I can play twenty-eight. Hey guys, what are you doing? I can play fifty. Hey everybody. Do you see do you, my range? Do you ever entertain guests at home? Yes, yes, I have. Yes, I have okay. guests sometimes. Do you ever have? Um, they, and they oh, laugh. And people they are going to have. They get. Do you it. ever have sleepovers? They get it. Are you asking if I? <laughs> I have. A, are you asking if I have an ability to have a woman at my place? Is that what you're asking? Yeah, yeah. Because I'm starting you're to doubt like, it. <laughs> Andrew, do you engage in sexual relations with in other your home. adult human beings of either gender? Um. Yes, girls come over and they love my place. But they laugh, they laugh. Yes. Because there's two surfboards and no posters or pictures. Uh, and there's a giant couch. It's giant. And there's a TV is right in front of the couch. Oh, it's it's three feet away. Okay. The TV is you know, big, I, huge TV. I, I, I've known a lot of comics that have that kind of... Uh, my, my, That's the setup. My old buddy Bill Hicks used to... Made yeah. all kinds of money. He'd go over to his house when he had a house. In New York, it didn't make any difference. He had a place in Hell's Kitchen. So small, you don't have yeah. anything in there anyway. But then he had his nice, big, one-bedroom apartment in West L.A. Right. Nothing in the bedroom. Yeah. Futon in the living room. You know, expensive TV, video stuff hooked up. Right. And uh, You have to understand. Yeah, it's not a money thing, right? Yeah. It's, it's a materialism thing. Yeah. yeah. I buy the things that I like to buy. Yeah. I don't buy the things that I don't want or need. Yeah, you know okay. what I mean? Yeah. That's that's how you know what my brother's the same way. My brother is an attorney. Yeah. And before he had a family, he was living this he had a dresser and a bed. Yeah. And a ca- I don't even think he had cable because he doesn't watch cable or he didn't at the time. Yeah. So and he was an attorney. You know, he wasn't a yeah. slob comic like most comics just slobbing it around the country. He was like a, had a real job. Like he put a tie on. I got. I got to bring Mandy in for a second here. So Mandy, yeah. uh, um, let's get Mandy. And Ma- Mandy usually, um, Mandy usually wants to sleep with all the comics. So uh, <laughs> no, she did. She, uh, she she's been looking for another comic to make a. Ba- she wants another baby, and she's been looking for the right sperm donor. Okay, okay that, right. that's. I'm not having children. Do you have <laughs> yeah. kids, Tony? Yes, I do. Because I'm. Gonna, I'm I, not going to have it. I have, a, I have a grown adult daughter. Okay. Okay. Uh, but Mandy, if you were. Um, Go if you met a fella and you enjoyed the fella's company, and the fella took you over to his uh, his house, and then you went into the bedroom and there was just a blackout curtain and a surfboard. Would that like queer the deal? No. Wait, does she? She's going to answer. No, no, she, she's going to speak. She's going to because it's it's going to pick up loud. Okay. It'll pick up enough okay. there. Okay. I'm not going to lie. One time that happened, but I don't know if it was just because of that. I think there were other underlying reasons. Yeah. It was just like, yeah, I can't do this. But I don't know. I think that I would just, I'm one of those people that I would just kind of, I clean. I would just clean. Okay. No, it's, just, it's not. It's, you guys like, are acting like my place is disgusting. Like you walk in and go, ew, and like you step on the ground <laughs> well, and it's crunchy. Is it like disgusting? You touch something and it's sticky. No, it's clean. No. Who it's cleans clean. it? 
I clean it. You clean I, it. It's not then spotless. It then, brother, it it's can't not be that clean. spotless. You're a dude. You're, You're a man. You're right. It's not that clean. It's not going to be that clean. It's, it's fairly clean. I remember I told my daughter one time when um, I have bookends of living by myself. Uh, and actually, the whole, a lot of time when I lived by myself as a as an older man, it wasn't always living by myself because I had a daughter. But when I was a young man in my early 20s, I had a place all by myself for about a year. But when it was just my daughter and I at, at our house, you know, and I had her, you know, half the time, blah, blah. There was a period of time where I had no housekeeper. Then I was making good money. I thought, I'm going to have to get a housekeeper. Right. And uh, she asked me one time, she goes, why didn't we have a housekeeper the first year? I go, I wanted to prove that I could clean this place up myself. She goes, well, you didn't. Yeah. Yeah, that's funny. Because <laughs> it was as hard as I worked, it was like dude cleaning. Right. You know, we're, uh, one week with a housekeeper and it was, I go, I don't know why it it's looks cleaner. Unbelievable. It's a little crevices and right. crannies and right. little things and spiders. Because they put gloves on and they get yeah, in there. Yeah, they get in they there. They get yeah. in there. Yeah, and you but, don't. But Tony, it, my place fits with my brand, my personal brand. <laughs> okay. What? What'd you say, Shirley? He's a minimalist. I'm, a, I'm, I'm not, and, and I, I dress casually. I that's act true. casually, and it's once again, it's not, it's not a non-money thing. I'll take a girl out to a nice dinner. Okay, look, yeah. we'll go to Applebee's if that's what you want to do. <laughs> you want to go to Applebee's? We'll Chili's. Chili's. Uh, I don't know. You get your so baby, the, back, baby third back. or fourth date. Okay. Um. Right. So it's not a money thing. You okay. Know? I think if they thought I was broke, that would be a turnoff. To yeah. Be like, oh, he's broke. He, uh, he can only afford a TV. But I think that that's what a lot of girls think. Is like when you walk into a place like that, then that's what. It, well, they but are that, but that, but that's what I'm saying. They'll know that I'm not. Like they'll, they'll, they'll get that through other cues and other. You, you have Steve Jobs syndrome. Because Steve Jobs, there, there you yeah, go. Had there nothing, you go. Nothing that, in his. By uh, syndrome, do you mean mad genius? Is that what you mean? <laughs> yeah, I've got that syndrome. Creative wizard. Of course I do. Uh, Control freak. No, someone, no, it wasn't any of that. But he was so into what he was doing. And when he was, you know, when he was single most of his life, right. that um, he just didn't see any reason to have a lot of furniture in a place that he just slept in and left. Right. You know? That's so, that's that's probably not a bad analogy. Yeah. yeah. But see, I like collecting paintings and stuff. That's all I'm yeah. saying. You know, I got to... No, you got great artwork in here. We talk yeah. about it every time yeah. I'm in here. We're going to... We know we're, we're going to... rock and roll fans. Yeah, we're going to have to change it up a little bit for you guys, though. We thought about that, that... Um, and then the cleaning people actually knocked my Grateful Dead poster down and broke the glass. Oh, God. So I've no. got to, I got to replace no. the glass... Because that is an actual poster from that actual era. In no, this is a dead serious question. Would yes. that be a trigger for you to go to a dead show? Yes. Yes. Okay. I, I'm, I'm wait. I check every day all the bulletin boards to see when Dead and Company are going to play again. But that, but that is a trigger if you went. Oh, oh, for drinking and doing drugs? Yeah. No, no, no. Okay. No, not at all. <laughs> what do you, th you think I meant? I meant to kill I mean, people? No, I meant <laughs> like, oh, I thought you meant to like actually pull a trigger and Must kill someone. Must kill people. Yeah, yeah. The Manchurian deadhead. <laughs> no, my my thing, my poster being knocked down by the cleaning people here and the glass breaking. That's a trigger for you. That was a trigger for me. I go, I, I just, I need to get to another show. I need to get another authentic poster. You but, know? but you could go to a dead show and you would not, I, I've been that going, doesn't compel you to think about drugs and alcohol. No. No, okay. I've been going to dead shows sober since 1985. Got it. You got know, it. I, I went to them. I started going in 1970 and got sober in 85. And uh, uh, it, that doesn't compel me. It, it was such a, a bleak, by the, by the time I quit, it was such a bleak and dark situation for me that um, I have no interest in any pot, remote possibility of returning to this that. This is a dead serious question. Okay. What do you think about the people who are sober, but they, do, they smoke weed, but they don't do any drugs that, that they had trouble with? 
Are the what is what does the program think of those people, and what do you think of them personally? Well, the program doesn't really think anything. Okay, that's a right. weird thing. It's like one time law enforcement went to like the central office in Washington D.C., the main office. They were trying to find something out. And they go, "Well, we're not really organized." AA is so unorganized, right. but it's unorganized with a purpose. Right. That it, there was a big group before AA called the Washingtonians okay. in the twenties. Temperance has always been a huge problem. Or, or uh, alcohol and drugs, always a huge problem sure. in the history of America. Sure. Huge. You know, if you watch old movies about the Ladies' Temperance Society and they're yeah. always made out comically, these were real serious organizations because of drunkenness and violence being right. such a big problem. And there was one very successful one called the Washingtonians in the 1920s that completely fell apart over politics because okay. they started engaging in... So we don't organize. So we don't have a but, thought but, on but it. But tell me what you personally think of that. What I is that doable? You're, Can you're, somebody just do weed all day and night and no other drugs and they're sober? They can if they want. But are they sober? I don't. I don't have an opinion on you on your on your drug or drug it. or alcohol. Got problem. it. It's not me, by the way. Yeah, so I'm just saying. Yeah. No, it, I, me personally, I don't have a. Well, there are meetings. There's open AA meetings and closed AA meetings, and right. there's NA, and uh, there's somewhere we we kind of resolve that in. Hollywood in Los Angeles where I got sober by saying uh, you're welcome to stay but we ask if you wish to share that you've taken nothing that will affect you in the last 24 hours from the neck up got it so anything that got was it. going to change your perception if I'm talking to someone who has a drug problem and they're looking to do that I explained that a lot of the firewalls you build in your head a lot of the architecture right. that keeps you sober can become a little wobbly I won't use pain medication unless I'm screaming Got it. I mean, if I'm, I had an operation about a year and a half ago, and they gave me Oxycontin, and I took two of them, and I told my wife, I go, I'm not taking these. I'm just going to take Because it felt Advil. so damn good. Am well, I right? Well, no. It, it made, had to. No, it, no. Vicodin would make, one time I took Vicodin, and that's when I realized the danger. Sure. Because I'm like walking through my apartment, and I'm kind of singing, and, and you're it's whistling 7 o'clock, and, and I'm whistling. skipping, right. I had the wherewithal to go, what the hell? I go, oh. I'm happy. I'm Something's happy. wrong. Yeah. <laughs> There's no pain. Right. I mean, you know, and right. I go. It does but, create euphoria, yeah. And I had seen people who had a good life who went to a dentist, got on Vicodin. Sure. And then, I, and then ended up in horrible, dire circumstances because they went back to their drug of choice. Anthony Kiedis said that in his book. That was okay. one of his relapses. Yeah. was from yeah. a dental visit. I saw guys who went. I'm misquoting that. I saw guys who went all the way down to, like, South Central L.A., you know, making friends with men in an alley. Wow. To, to score dope again. With Oxycontin, it's that sort of junky thing. It's like, right. hey, baby. Right. And um, I have no interest in either. I mean, when I did it, I did it upright. It's not like I missed anything. Right. You know, right. so, uh, and I prefer not to have any architecture wobble in my head. So I have to be in excruciating pain. Sure. Uh, and then the minute I think that the pain is not excruciating, then I will stop. You know, and uh, um, do you think that medical weed should become more refined? Because right now it just seems like it's oh, it's, it's medical, and it seems like it's the only medicine where there's no dosage. It's like no, just yeah. just take it. There's a lot. There, uh, go, what kind? Well, whatever kind. How much? I don't know. Well, how much do you want? And there's no other medicine that's like that, right? Are you do you, so, you, do you smoke pot? I do you? not. Okay, no, I do not. Yeah, okay. It's uh, it, it doesn't. I I'm one of those people. I don't receive it well. You know, my yeah. receptors anxiety. Don't like it. Yeah. It's just like it doesn't give me euphoria or good sensations. Are you an anxiety guy? Do you have anxiety? Yeah, but people yeah. love weed for anxiety. Yeah. That's why people do it. Yeah, but if you so have... So my brain must yeah. not... But my brain doesn't like a lot of things. My brain doesn't like uh, more than one cup of coffee. Yeah. Right? Yeah. You could. Can you drink a lot of coffee? I can't. Not anymore. 
Okay. Not anymore. I'm drinking. Uh, I'm drinking an extra cup today because I didn't sleep last night. Yeah. Because um, I was working on a novel, and then <laughs> and then uh, Kirsten Alberts, who is a very funny uh, young female comic. I think you know her. Uh, you may have met her before. She works with us a lot. She's uh, and she's one of the people that I met when she very first started. We've kind of. I'm not going to say that we we at this point she is our friend who has a career. Uh-huh. But at the beginning we helped her a lot. She worked for me as an intern. She worked very hard as an intern. Yeah, yeah. She actually yeah. did things. Hard. When she was an intern. She was lifting yeah. stuff. She she, she would, built this damn office. <laughs> Kirsten Alberts would. We had a different office at the time, a larger office. Uh, with that, when we were doing promotions out of yeah. the office, Kirsten Alberts would come in and work all day in the office as an intern. You know, and did a damn good job. She stayed at her house, okay. and she drove in and got in. She told me she could be in at one. She's like a, she's. We both surely both have daughters, so I never do that. You're like a son. No, you, you yeah. have a dad, but she's like a niece to us. You know, okay. And she always stays at her house when she's come to town to do a show. But she got in like four o'clock in the damn morning. Four okay. o'clock in the morning, and we have dogs. Right. And if there's the slightest noise, they act like we're being attacked by sure. pit bulls and sharks. Sure. Okay. Sharks on the street. Yeah. So they wake us up, you know, and it's like I woke up at four in the morning and got up at six. There, it's just hell. Let's get back to this medical marijuana thing. Okay. Okay. And well, everybody understands that the concept of medical marijuana would just be able to first step towards legalization for recreational marijuana. Sure. You know, how can you deny that? I can't. Deny. So, and. I am for legalization of marijuana only because I don't believe in people being put in prison for that sort sure, of thing. Sure. You believe in personal yeah. freedom, probably. Yeah, yeah. I do. And then I realize the unintended consequences when I visit my daughter, who is not a drug user or doesn't smoke marijuana. Uh-huh. But she lives in one of those old courtyard apartments in right. like uh, the San Fernando Valley. Yep. And almost everybody on the ground floor... Smokes weed. Smokes weed. Yep. Which means it permeates uh-huh. up through her place. Uh-huh. Now, that doesn't happen with uh, uh, Budweiser. Right. If I'm sitting below you right. drinking a, a case of Budweiser, right. you're not sitting in your upstairs apartment going, what the hell? Is that beer? Yeah. You know, you're not putting a clothespin in your nose going, better not smell that beer. You're not getting secondhand drunkenness. You're not getting secondhand yeah. drunkenness. So that is... Which is why I'm all for heroin. You don't get secondhand <laughs> heroin. You don't. You, know? you don't. Yeah. Yeah. But 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 that why don't they refine it and then they'll make better edibles and people maybe won't want to smoke it. You know maybe the, they'll have the edibles. The situation with edibles, of course, is making it it makes it much easier for minors. True, you and know? probably easier to take more than you intended. I bet. Yeah, yeah, that's you a know, problem they, they, too. Yeah, there's big. You know, it's such a double-edged sword. I mean, people have been self-medicating from the beginning of time. Yeah, you know, and uh, uh, there's the, all the pluses and minuses with it. The big minus right now is that it's almost been used as a uh, uh, societal control mechanism to keep so many people in prison, imprison so many people right. whose only crime is being very uncomfortable in their own skin. Right. You know? can, can, you, can, can you explain the prison per, for profit model for me? I'm totally opposed to the prison for profit yeah, model. Yeah, but, but I'm, 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 I'm all for a profit. Right, but I'm confused because now my new thing is to be skeptical of every recycled news cliche that I hear. So sure. I hear this prison for profit thing, but it doesn't make sense to me. If prison, if, if it's a conspiracy to get people in prison because it's profitable, hmm. why are people released early all the time? Wouldn't um, that be not profitable? No, well, uh, first off, the majority of the prison population is not in for-profit prisons. Okay, the majority. Okay, okay, well, why isn't that said when the news talks about it? But when a, people when people propose these conspiracy theories, how come they don't say that? Um, because because they want to be more sensational. That may be true. Yeah, I, I can't say why the news, you know, whoever the news is, because right. I don't, you know, uh, uh, doesn't say that. The majority of prisons are not uh, for profit private prisons. Right. 
but enough are that it is a situation. Okay. Uh, here in Arizona, it's one of the uh, main industries, okay. along with gaming. You know, uh, it's for uh, it's one of the main industries. So the problem really is a philosophical one. Okay. Okay, and it's also where the abuses in a private prison prison system could could fall philosophically. In a society like ours, should someone be making a profit off of the imprisoning of another human being? Right. You know, so right. then are those for-profit prisons then doing every, uh, in a cost-cutting, the way business is done nowadays, which is totally different than was done 30 years ago. The way businessmen approach things, businessmen approach things as customers, as a disposable, customers as competitor, you know, as uh, keep your costs as, as low. It's not service-oriented. It's cost-saving. It, uh, uh Cost, cost saving oriented. It's quarterly profit oriented as opposed to yearly. All these things. So in that environment, will they keep their costs down so low as to create situations that are horrific? Right. And we're starting to see some of that. It's always kept very quiet. Okay. You know. So well, that's uh, another thing. If you're going to say that the conditions of the prison are poor because they're trying to maximize their profit. Now, by the way, that's so, different than putting people in prison just to make a profit. Yeah, but then again, they're at, both the, bad. at the same time, in order for them to show a profit. They have to have a certain amount. Look, if I have a hotel, I have to have a certain amount of my beds full to make a profit. Right. So there, it's like the hotel business, only it's you're a forced guest. Right. You know. Now, if they, you know, if they, they here's what they need to do. Okay. I got the solution. Okay, you got it. You got, I got it. it right I knew here. you had it. Okay. What we do is we imprison them at like club meds. Okay. Okay. So yeah. then there's no abuse. They just can't leave club med. Okay. And I don't know if you've ever been in a. It'll still be punishment. Because you're in a place where you're having fun, but then you want to leave, but then they won't let you leave. Yeah, and then the it's fun called gets the cruise weird. ship gig. <laughs> yeah, you imprison them on cruise ships. <laughs> you Been know, that many, many times. Yeah, you know, and they have to listen to like. I know. love when you do a cruise ship gig. People are like it's so fun. Oh, yeah. to be by yourself. Oh, it's like a vacation alone. Who do you know takes a vacation alone? Who do you know is like I'm gonna go to the Bahamas by myself and not spend money because I want to make money. <laughs> have fun. That's a great trip. You know, a, a lot of my friends uh, are doing cruise ships. There's one guy in particular who I love, and I'm not going to say his name because I make fun of him, who used to, when we were all starting out and young, if he didn't like an older comic, go, yeah, cruise ship back, cruise ship back. Now he books cruise ships. He does oh, them all gosh, the time. Oh, gosh, okay. Because I, I know the pay is pretty good, or it can be yeah, pretty good. It can, yeah. it can go from okay to very lucrative. For comedy, which yeah, is for not comedy. for the real world. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and But the guys, I tell you, it does get a little weird. Yeah. You know, because it's you become that man without a country thing. Yep. Just floating around, kind of a, a flying Dutch. You, you're a flying Dutchman of comedy. Yep. You know, just <laughs> like a ghost ship. Exactly. Like a ghost comic. You're floating around the world alone. I hear they've gotten very, um, when I was younger, okay, and I, right. I, I a lot of the guys told me, well, you meet a lot of women on cruise ships. Mm -hmm. But I heard they've really cracked down on that. That they've made it like if you if you're caught you're treated like the you Croatian. Sure, you sure your cook. friends just aren't getting older. <laughs> I used to meet women. Where are they? Where are the dames? Where are the broads? Well, at? Okay. <laughs> All right. So you work cruise ships? No, but I mean I've done some yeah. enough to really hate Really, it. yeah, have the trouble did understanding you, why I'm did, there. Did you while you were on these cruise ships having to strike up a uh, a brief yet intense amorous interlude with? 
An 80 to 85-year-old woman? Yeah. <laughs> yes. And let me tell you, they are easy to get along with. They got no hang-ups. Dude, there's some freaky cruises out there. Yeah, there now, are. You know, before, we had a friend in town who was like a big voiceover guy. He was the voice of the local news here. CBS Channel 5, news you can trust. Do we have one of those news voices? Yeah, oh, he, this guy CBS was great. CBS Channel 5, news yeah. you can trust. Yeah, he uh, he was a big radio guy. He was like a le- in radio, he's legendary. He, uh, he was the voice of the documentary for the 300. He did a lot of... He oh, did, really? He did hundreds of station IDs. Wow. He'd just sit in his house and go, you're listening to 92.3 The Pig, you yeah. know, and just send it off and made money. And uh, people tell me to do radio all the time because my voice. They really do. You but I think do. they feel like it's easy. Like you, you just, I have a good voice. You'll hire me, right? <laughs> yeah. Eddie, we'll now, I know Eddie Ift has his own podcast, right? Yeah, he does. Uh-huh. And uh, Do you have your own podcast yet? No. Mm-mm. You should, you know, you should think about putting it in your quiver and I'll tell you why, because you got yeah. a great mind. Okay, you're a very funny guy. Okay, I love, I love coming in here. <laughs> you got a great mind, and you know what? And you have an, a curious, inquisitive mind. I do. And you can find that one thing you want to land on, and I think that it might lead to, you know, as, as you're moving forward in your career and you're going, well, I might want to have as many quivers, as many arrows in my quiver yeah. as possible. Might be something you look think about. You know, you yeah. can download on your phone Mixler. Right, you're and right. Just, yeah, create your own podcast. Yeah. We certainly put it up on our uh on our site on a regular basis if you sent it to us. I'd be we cool. Would. I appreciate you know? that. Andrew Norelli, I won't do ships. That might be your... That might be my thing. <laughs> yeah. I um, I have to I have to use the bathroom. Okay. Oh, then I guess we should take a break. Take a break? All right. We're going to take a break, and then when we come back... Uh, uh, what time is it? It's 9.44. 9.44. When we come back, we'll be wrapping, wrapping up and tell you more about where you could see Andrew Norelli this weekend here on This American Podcast. I'm, I'm going to go to the restaurant. Comedy edition on ComedySchoolsRadio.com. Can I start now? Do I have to wait or anything? Ready. Can I, is it okay to start now? You can start whenever you want. I can start whenever I want? It's my show. It's, uh, I know, actually know that. I, I knew we could start. That's, you know what I'm doing? I'm just being, I'm being an amusing. Yeah. Yeah, that's me amusing. being amusing. Sarcasm, they call it. <laughs> I'm sorry. Sarcasm. Sarcasm. It's not irony. It's not yeah. pithy. No, it's not irony. A lot of people don't know what irony is. No. They keep using it when they mean coincidence. Yes. They're like, you were at Albertsons? I was just there. How ironic. No, that's not ironic. <laughs> yeah. I think it's, it's from that song, how, how Ironic, from a few years ago. Some girl singer had a song. Uh, Alanis Morissette misused it quite a bit in that song. Oh, she yeah. Did. She did. Ago. Yeah, huh? That was like 20 years ago. That it was like 20 years ago? ago. Yeah. 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 Well, it's, you know, right. Yeah. Okay. Time flies. Give the Time man a break, okay? Time. He took a Vicodin <laughs> two years ago. It's still affecting him. I'm all, I'm all messed up. I'm dope sick, man. Um, I'm sick, man. I'm dope sick. The time flew this morning, man. It we did. All, Thanks we always for like, having we always me. Like, I always have fun. We always, we, you know what? Think about doing your own thing. Think about doing a podcast. Okay. Uh, there's a lot of places where it could be downloaded and carried, but we would love to download and Will carry. Will you be my intern? Here. Um, <laughs> if I have to work as hard as Rob, yes. Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we've been talking with uh, the very fr- funny and good friend of ours, Andrew Norelli. He is I'm at on, uh, House of Comedy tonight. Two shows Hold tomorrow on. night. Two shows. Rick Bronson's House Rick of Comedy. Rick Bronson's that House is the of official Comedy. name. Yes. Have Rick you looked Bronson's. at you've looked at the marquee? Yeah, I see it. Does it say House I, of Comedy? Nope. No. Rick what Bronson's does it say? House of Comedy. Rick Bronson's House of Comedy. So we got five shows left. Come on down. If you're squeamish about comedy, my comedy's carefully worded. I I I, I call it Seinfeld Gaffiganish. If if that's something that some people are like, I don't want to hear things that are that are. We didn't even I don't get like into that. Words. We talked about that. We, we talked about your process 
and what you go through to come yeah. up with something that you think is worth saying on uh-huh. stage. Yeah. You know, we talked about the last time we were here. We didn't get. Have you? Uh, do you know? You know who Rich Scheidner is? Yeah. Okay. You uh-huh. know that his book Not just well, came out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. His book came out. Um, um, Kicking through the ashes. Right. Which is kind of his memoir. That's I, cool. Uh, I uh, rated two lines in the book. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Yeah? Where he said he was talking to... It's a story I used to tell about the first time I saw him where he was screaming on stage. Okay. And I was I was the only one laughing in the audience. I wasn't a comic yet. Right. And he started screaming at me for laughing. Okay. What are you doing? Yeah. So And, and I, I rated two lines in the book. It was uh, Tony Visick, one of my best friends now, um, who at the time was a... Former drug-addicted drug dealer becoming a laugh-addicted joke dealer. Okay. So those are the two lines. That's you. Yeah, that's me. But it's a great book, especially talking about process. I bet. I mean, memoir. the memoir is great, but he also lays out a lot of stuff about how he writes jokes, what he comes up with. Right. You know, his whole philosophy behind it, which is, when I was reading it, it's not that I was thinking of you because I was in the bathroom. Right. But uh, yeah. uh, I was thinking that's of okay. good joke writers I know, and I'm going, I think some of this is what uh, Andrew when we were talking before his process too, the people who are really uh, have care, really care about what they're doing, right? They all seem to go through a similar thing, learning process to come up with something they think is stage worthy, right? I've never heard you do anything on stage where you thought, Here, "Here's a throwaway joke for them," right? You right. may have done that. I've never, yeah, heard. I have, yeah, okay, I have. You missed a lot of my cruise ship shows. <laughs> <laughs> well, I just might be getting on one soon. I hear there's lots of food. It'd so. be fun if you were there. So, so House of Comedy, and uh, if somebody wants to Facebook me to ask me about the show, or my website is andrewandrelly.com, feel free to ask me questions or let me know about you know what you can expect at the show, blah, blah, blah. It's a great show. It's a great yeah. show. We, we've seen your show several times. We always enjoy it. Thank you. You can also go to houseofcomedy.net for tickets. Yes. Also, if you want to hit me up <clears throat> on my personal pers- personal. Nee, Dean, on my personal Facebook, Tony Visick, V-I-C-I-C-H. I might be able to score you a couple of uh, free passes. Andrew, Perfect. thank you so much thank for coming so in, much my for friend. Thank you so much for having me in. Appreciate Go take it. that all-important comedy nap. Thank you. All right. Take and care. And we'll be right back on This American Podcast, Comedy Edition, on ComedySchoolsRadio.com.